0: Welcome to Houseplant Homebody. I'm your host, Holly, and I'm here to tell you all about my favorite thing, plants. You ready? Thank you for tuning in to the 15th episode on September 1st, 2020. Let's talk about what every Midwestern person gets giddy for, fall annuals. And this is just a reminder that you can find more on houseplant homebody.com or follow me on Instagram, Facebook, or Pinterest at Houseplant Homebody LLC. And don't forget to join me on Patreon for exclusive podcasts, early access to podcasts, and exclusive content. Let's dive in. This episode is sponsored by Lindsay Clark, who happens to be my sister. She is a Patreon member and has been since the beginning of this Houseplant Homebody adventure, so thank you very much. She has access to exclusive podcasts, content, merchandise, and more simply because of the level she's on, so thank you, Lindsay. And that being said, since it's September 1st, this means more than likely my sister has her fall decor already out or she pulled it out of her basement already, which also means that I will be doing it soon too. But fall also means that fall annuals will be a wonderful addition to your deck or your porch, patio, or even putting some in your dining room table or around your house. It adds an extra pop of color and it replaces those summer annuals that have kind of been pushed to their limits. So I wanted to start by saying that just because in the Midwest, the garden centers start pulling out those fall annuals you know, end of July, beginning of August sometimes doesn't necessarily mean that you should be getting them then. August is still a really hot month, so it's best to wait until September when it's starting to cool off a little bit before you actually bring them home. Now, if you want to bring them home in August, that's fine, but just expect to replace potentially a mum or something like that because it's going to go full-on bloom if it's hot and humid and bright and sunny. So, just a heads up, just because they're pulling them out early, doesn't necessarily mean you should be getting them early and your summer flowers should still look pretty good in the beginning of August, end of July, but by September, they're probably starting to look not great. So, how I'm going to lay this episode out is going to be basically by plant. So, I'm going to go through all the different fall annual options that are commonly found in garden centers and greenhouses at this time of year into fall and kind of the options that they give you and how to make those work. Capiche awesome okay we're gonna start with actually one of the most popular and well-known fall plants around the midwest at least and that is what's commonly known as a mum but also known as chrysanthemums so these are basically just mounds of flowers and leaves they look like a little mushroom in a pot but all flowers and leaves they're so pretty when they're blooming and they literally come in pink red orange yellow green purple white a combination of those some pots will have a section that's like white yellow and purple or pink purple and yellow or you know they'll be split into three different colors in the same pot so there are some flowers that will fade so the actual flower will start with like an orange in the middle it'll fade to pink on the actual flower so there are so many different varieties of mums out there it's Nuts. Probably at the garden center when I worked there, we might have had like 15 to 20 varieties just chilling. Like, and that's probably not even all the different options that the lady that was ordering them could have gotten in. So, a very popular plant and very well-liked among the majority of the midwest. They make a huge impact really quick. The whole head of them when it's blooming is just beautiful and I highly recommend it for your planter or if you only want to do one kind of thing this would be something that would make the biggest impact and have the brightest color for your porch or patio. So the actual flowers on a mum like the annual mum look almost identical to the chrysanthemums that you see as cut flowers. So, they are basically the same plant, they come from the same family, they are both mums, they're just grown a little differently. And also, when I say fall annual, I mean it really isn't annual. I actually had a coworker of mine that said she planted them in her yard and just left them and they came back the following year. Sometimes these mums are hardiness zone five or six, so they're really on the edge. So if you want to take the risk and plant it in your yard and try it, go for it. But usually, when you're buying a mum around fall time and they're advertising those fall annuals, they're probably not going to come back, but you can definitely try. Also, since it's kind of late in the season, there's not a lot of time for things to grow. So, kind of the nice thing about the fall annuals is that what you see Is what you're gonna get probably for the rest of the season size-wise. So, if you have a planter that you had a bunch of summer annuals and they're not doing great and you want to replace them and there's a giant like the head on the mom is 24 inches and it fits in the pot perfect, you can plop it in there. It won't really get any bigger at all and it can just sit in there and make a huge impact on its own. Or they, I know there's lots of places that have options where though the pot size is maybe 3 inch, I know we had 8 inch too and we had even bigger but you can put in like an 8-inch mum and stick in a couple other things that I'm gonna list in a few minutes like a grass or an ornamental pepper or something. That way it gives it more texture and color but you still get that flower impact in there. My point of that rant was that the flowers and the plant are really not gonna get any bigger so you don't have to worry about leaving space for growth if that makes sense. Another thing about mums is that these are probably one of the main plants that I'm going to list that it is important to buy them later rather than earlier simply because they are one of those plants that is going to be pushed to bloom when it's in really hot weather or bright sunlight where it gets heated up really easily. So, the more shade you can keep it in, and the cooler weather you can keep it in, the longer that plant's going to last, and the longer it's going to take to bloom. So, now you can say the opposite. For example, if, you know, you had a fall wedding, and you wanted all white mums, and the garden center you went to, none of the flowers were popping, but they're all buds. Put it in... The most stressed situation like the hottest sun hopefully the weather does miracles for you that will really help force the flowers if you want them to bloom that's the way to do it if you don't put it in shade and hope for cooler weather when it comes to watering mums they are very sensitive to underwatering so you will see the whole plant just kind of droop <laughs> if it doesn't get enough water, it's so sad. And we always made a joke that they were so light that you could just throw them across the garden center. And it seemed like they ran out of water within like a couple hours. It was very frustrating. But that's because they're in the small nursery pots and the actual head of the flower is like twice as big as the pot. So once you plant it in another planter or you put it in more soil, it's going to hold that moisture longer and it's not going to be as much of an issue for you. But they do need lots of moisture. So if you are putting it in a pot or something like. that more than likely you're gonna have to water it once a day Um, once it gets cooler outside maybe once every other day or so but it will tell you if it needs water and i don't know if anyone has heard of which I'm sure most of you have, but the thriller, filler, and spiller for annual pots, that's kind of terms that talks about the thriller is like the tall thing that's going to stand tall and make an impact height-wise in your pots and your patio, your porch, or something like that. The filler is what's either going to go around or like directly in front of the thriller, and that's going to, well, Like the name says fill up the pot the majority of the pot and the spiller is the plant that's going to be planted right around the edge of the pot or in the very front right in front of the filler that will hopefully drape over or make a lower profile impact so that way you get height and you get fullness and you get draping. So for mums, it really depends on what size you're doing and how you're styling it, but I would consider this more of a filler because it's it's not gonna have a really tall, thinner profile like a thriller would. So it's really gonna fill out the base of your pot. And another fun fact about mums in general, according to Garden Design website, mums symbolize different things in different countries, such as life and rebirth in Asia, sympathy in Europe, and respect and honor in America. Just a fun fact for you. So, that's kind of the gist on mums. I know that was a lot of info, but overall, moral of the story, they make a huge bright and colorful impact. And They can be used in so many different ways, whether it's on your patio or porch, or you can put them on your dining room table, up to you. But wonderful plants to have in fall and the classic staple of fall. One other thing I forgot to mention is that I wanted to include information about fall annuals either around the world or in different parts of the United States since I'm from Wisconsin. What we use in fall might be different than Florida. So since these are cooler weather plants and they do the best, probably in the Midwest. They're not really a major option down in Florida, and they're not utilized in warmer climates in general. So, more than likely, you're going to keep seeing annuals that are a little bit more cold tolerant, but that don't necessarily need the cold to thrive like a mum does. So, plants like impatiens, petunias, snapdragons, geraniums, pansies, Those are all cold weather tolerant, but they don't need the cold to keep blooming and keep thriving like a mum does. So, you might find more of those flowers being planted in Florida in fall or later in the summer season simply because those plants can do colder weather better. Now, colder weather in Florida compared to Wisconsin is a lot different. Cold in Florida is like maybe 50 or 60 versus cold in wisconsin is like 10 or 20 degrees fahrenheit so there's a little bit of difference there but just so you can kind of have an idea that it is different also planting bulbs is also different i didn't mention that in this podcast but i just wanted to throw it out there so there are bulbs that can be planted like out in california that there's no freaking way they could be planted here so Like, for example, here, people plant daffodils, tulips, crocus, hyacinth, allium, on and on. Versus in California, you can plant those same bulbs, but you could also plant something like anemone or snowdrop. That hardiness zone is a lot higher than here, so it's not going to survive as a bulb like a tulip or a daffodil will. Okay, now I'm done talking about random things, let's get back into the plants. Since mums are so complicated and had so many different aspects to them, that's probably going to be the longest bit of information I have, and then it's going to be basically pounding out the rest of these. We're going to go over pansies, celosia, aster, rudbeckia, sunflowers, ornamental kale or cabbage, ornamental peppers, and ornamental grasses. Okay, so around here you're going to see pansies in two different seasons really, spring and in fall. Pansies like to be in a little bit cooler weather, so summertime they do not do well and they get very very stressed out. So when you're planting them in spring you'll notice once it gets hot they don't look good and you have to replace them. That is why they only show up in spring and fall usually. Pansies typically come in pink, purple, white, shades of blue even. I've seen them yellow, orange, and a combination of all of those. These flowers have always creeped me out a little bit. To me, they look like little doll faces, and I just think it's weird. So I have a hard time looking at them, seriously. But they are really, really pretty, and they really are a staple of spring and fall planting, too. In regards to watering... Obviously, most annuals in general need a bit more water than, for example, a perennial or shrub or something like that, simply because the root system is so shallow. So I would still check it if it's a little warmer outside every day. Once it gets cooler outside, check it every other day. If the soil is still moist, you don't need to water it. But if it is a little dry, then I would definitely water it. These don't give you the indication that they need water like a mum does. But if you just feel the soil, you'll know. In regards to what level of thriller filler or spiller these are kind of depends typically they're really good fillers otherwise you can put them in the front of a pot and use them as a spiller too now they don't drape over the pot but if you have a larger mum as a filler and like a taller grass as a thriller then more than likely these will be shorter than your mum so you can use these as a front plant right in front of the mum as your so-called spiller or i guess you could call it a mini filler (laughs) So, that's kind of the information I have on pansies. Obviously, not as much as mums. With mums, there's so many different things out there and information. And pansies are pansies. They are here in spring, here in fall, come in lots of colors. And they add a great little extra flower to your pot. So, let's move on to the next plant. So, celosia is actually also a summer flower But typically, you'll find them looking a little bit different in fall. So in summer, they look super fuzzy. They're really, really common. They almost look like triangular, pokey, fuzzy, like almost neon colored flowers. Typically, you'll see them in pinks, yellows, reds, and oranges, sometimes pinkish purple too. But in fall, I've really only seen them as either brighter pinks and purples, and I have seen them in a couple different forms so I've seen them similar to what they look like in summer where it's that triangular fuzzy thing but they're like four times the size probably because they had all season to grow and I've also seen them where the fuzzy part looks like a pointy hat and it's very compact and usually those come in like a fuchsia purple so fun fact celosia is actually considered perennial in zones 10 to 11 so to give you an idea of where that is it is the very very southern tip of florida or over in hawaii not much other place in the united states will it survive maybe the very very southern tip of texas too but that's kind of stretching it so celosia adds a really really good texture to your pot because of the texture of the flower and i would consider this either depending on the height, a thriller or a filler. So if you're getting a really tall slocio, like the, the hot pink ones I talk about that have been probably growing all season and you want to make that the main part of your pot, you totally can use that as a thriller and use a smaller mum or a smaller smaller pansies or whatever. And then you could also use it as a filler. Again, if you have like a grass or something in the back and a mum, you could put slocio next to it. So, that's a little bit of information on Celosia. The next thing we're going to talk about is asters. These are perennial and are annual around here, so you can buy them either way in the Midwest. So, as a perennial, common cultivars are called woods blue, woods purple, woods pink, purple dome, New England aster, coming in pinks and purples typically some with dark centers some with yellow centers but as an annual you're typically going to find them in shades of purple almost blue they have a similar blooming pattern that the mums do so when the whole aster is blooming it's just purple or blue and vibrant just like a mum would be if the mum was blooming it's just vibrant lots of color so this is a great extra color in your pot and i would definitely use this as a filler it's not going to spill over or anything and at that point, I don't think it's going to be much taller. I haven't really seen them any larger than a 4-inch or 6-inch pot, so it's a great filler. The next thing I want to talk about is rudbeckia. These are very popular during fall because they tend to have very large flowers. Typically, the fall annual rudbeckia you're finding, the flowers are anywhere between 3 to 5 inches wide from end of petal to end of other side of the flower petal. <laughs> And they tend to range in colors of yellow, orange, almost bronze, reds, even dark reds. So they really add that extra impact. And even though it might be a couple flowers, it still has size, which most of the other flowering plants in fall annuals don't have. Rutabecchia is also a perennial around here, so even though the flowers are really big as a fall annual, they're not necessarily that big as a perennial around here. So probably the two most common that I have seen is Goldstrom, also known as Black Eyed Susan, and Little Viet Susie, Black Eyed Susan. So Rutabecchia is the Latin name for Black Eyed Susan and several other things, but that is probably the most common varieties and cultivars that are here in the Midwest when you're shopping for a perennial rudbeckia. In regards to the fall annual side of things, since the flowers are much larger, sometimes you'll be able to find this plant in a much larger state like a foot and a half two feet sometimes so it can be a great thriller depending on if you can get it at that height but if it's not at that height it's a wonderful filler it can go even even if you have like a between filler and thriller size that would be a really good one because usually depending on the size mum or aster or anything you're getting usually it can exceed that height but these are a great extra impact Different kind of texture, not the small flowers like the asters and the mums have. So this is a really good extra color. All right, let's dive into the next and last flower... That I have here and that is a sunflower and no I don't mean the six foot sunflowers that you like walking through the fields to get the awesome selfies. I mean there are sunflowers that are actually pretty small that only get about a foot that you can easily plant in a pot or as an accent piece on your table. Cool right? So the flowers don't usually last too long like a regular really tall sunflower does. So typically this plant won't last as long as for example an aster or rutabecchia or even a couple of the other foliage plants that I'll be talking about in a minute, Will, but this does give a really, really fun impact. So, if you see this at a farmer's market, a greenhouse, or a nursery, and you want to have a really pretty dining room table because you're having friends over or you want to make a quick impact in the pot out front, these are great color and classic fall so would highly recommend this guy typically this is gonna be a filler so i haven't seen it much taller than like a medium-sized mum before i mean i'm sure they exist taller than that in this kind of form but i haven't seen a much taller than like a foot tall so this would be your filler if you wanted to put it in a mixed pot otherwise it does great by itself or even on your dining room table that's all i had for the sunflowers Sorry, not a lot happening with those guys. Very short flowering lifespan, but beautiful. Good impact. Really only come in the yellow flowers with the black centers. Sometimes there might be different shades of yellow, but that's kind of it. So let's move on to ornamental kale and cabbage. Okay, so now we're getting into the non-flowering fall annuals, which are all to me still beautiful and can make just as big of an impact as the flowers so the first one as I said is the ornamental kale and cabbage yes I said kale and cabbage it is kale and cabbage and it comes in shades of greens blues purples sometimes little bits of yellow and white white is actually one of the most popular and sought after and hardest to get colors right now in garden centers but they come in lots of different shades like that. They don't flower or anything, like I said, but they do provide amazing color and texture and a low profile spiller, sort of. They're more of a mini filler. So you can kind of plant them at an angle and they'll spill over the side a little bit and you can totally do that and that's totally fine and they'll survive just fine like that, but they just have a very low impact typically they're only about maybe at most at a height of three four inches but they spread between like four to six inches so they really really do fill out a pot really well and the texture is insane You, some of them have like little ripples on the edge of the leaves just as like you would see kale and cabbage does so this can make a huge impact with one color because it's one of the few plants that has a darker foliage and two texture because there's really is there anything else no there's nothing else i'll be talking about that has this texture So, highly recommend it. A really good option. Comes in lots of different colors typically. Now, when I say that this plant only stays between maybe three or four inches tall, well, there are plants that get a lot bigger. So, if you want to put it in a mixed pot, you're probably going to want to find the plant that gets the three to four inches depending on how big your pot's going to be. But, I have been to garden centers where I have seen them, where... A purple kale is probably like a foot and a half tall. So in that way, some of these could be considered a thriller. I have also seen a lot of commercial places or commercial landscape places buying cabbage or kale that is huge like one two feet tall and wide just as an ornamental border around a landscape or something for fall so they do exist but in a lot of greenhouses you're going to find the smaller ones and if you're a homeowner more than likely you're going to want to mix in smaller things so that was the point i was making for the filler but they could technically be a thriller depending on your budget and what kind of impact you want to make. Okay so the next to last thing I'm going to be talking about is ornamental peppers which honestly the more I worked at the garden center the more these grew on me and the more I absolutely loved them. They come in when I say they I mean the little mini ornamental peppers. They come in red, orange, yellow, green, And purple and different shades of those colors as well. They're super bright. They make a super big impact. And I've also seen some that come in multiple colors. So I've seen yellow, orange, and red on one plant, or I've seen a mixture of all of those. So this is a really interesting way to get color because it's not your typical flower. It's not your typical flower shape. Yet to me, it screams fall. So this is a really, really extra good filler option but I have seen these pretty tall kind of depends on what kind of mixed pot you're doing that you could use them as a thriller if you want to typically I'm using it as a filler either behind a mum or next to an aster or behind a kale or something like that so I love these I think these are so underestimated in a landscape in fall And I believe these can make more of an impact than using something like an aster or something other than a sunflower that is your typical fall that doesn't bloom as long. These peppers stay on for a very, very long time and they don't lose their color, which for mums, for example, after they're done blooming, they start to lose their color and they don't look good, but these peppers last forever. So that's why I'm team pepper and I'm team not as much flower sustainable color for as long as possible but then again i love all plants so it's really hard to choose but i love the pepper <laughs> okay indecisive much so anyway i love ornamental peppers they're a really good option and they're a really good filler option and i would highly highly recommend them you can typically find them at most of the garden centers that you go to the one i worked at we always had them available and we always had them in the oranges yellows red green and purple and combination of all of them. So, highly recommend. And last but not least, we have ornamental grasses. The thing I've been saying as the main thriller of your mixed pot. So, these are perennial and annual almost everywhere in the world. (laughs) Grasses come in so many different shapes, sizes, colors, and blooms, which technically they're like plumes, not necessarily blooms, but whatever. So, As a perennial, there are so many different varieties around here, and I love them. I'm obsessed with them. They fill out a landscape so well, or they're the perfect border plant, depending on the grass you get. They're so versatile in their colors, their textures, their size. So just to name a few varieties, there's Carl Forster, which is the staple commercial landscape grass out there. Super hardy. People love it because of the impact it makes in late fall. There's Elijah blue fescue grass, which is basically just like a little poof of blue. (laughs) It only gets up maybe about a foot and a half tall and it just stays in like a little like half pom-pom and it's really, really good as a border plant. There's also Shenandoah red switchgrass, which is beautiful. It has shades of red and in fall turns to a reddish purple at the tips and the plumes are really wispy and almost a lighter pink. There is purple flame grass which is really really cool in fall typically that is the reason people get it is what it looks like really late in the season almost all of the grass foliage turns into a dark purple and it makes a huge impact in fall while filling out your landscape people also like to leave up perennial grasses in winter because they are still kind of ornamental looking some people like to just cut them down but you can leave them too depends on what you like So, anyway, that's my rant on perennial grasses. Eventually, I will do a podcast on these because I freaking love them and I will do plant profiles on my blog at some point about these because there's so many varieties and I find them so versatile. Some people think they look like weeds, but if you put them right in the landscape, you can make a whole landscape out of them. They're so pretty. Okay, I'm not biased or anything. Let's go back to the annual grasses. So, The most common ones you're going to see around here in the Midwest, maybe not even the Midwest, but like where I'm at in Wisconsin right now, is called um, a fountain grass called Fireworks. So, this has a red foliage with almost like a tannish white plume at the top in fall. Super fuzzy. Really, 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 really popular. A lot of people buy these and think they're perennial, which I wish they were around here. I honestly think they're zone 6. They're like one or two below us so there's like really really low chance of them surviving here but if you just want to move to like middle illinois you could have them so around here we use them as annuals and a lot of nurseries have them throughout the whole year so for example the garden center i worked at we got these fireworks or purple fountain grass in spring so people could put them in their mixed summer pots but We also bring them in in fall because they're so popular to put in pots then too. The really cool thing about these is since they work all the way from spring through fall, you could put it as a thriller in the back of your summer pot and just leave it there and you don't have to replace it for your fall pot. So saves you money and plus these things do grow. So you're going to gain some footage and width on this guy over time since you're going to be having in your pot through the summer. So the fireworks fountain grass, there's more varieties besides fireworks, but fireworks is the one that I'm familiar with. It has that dark red foliage and it brings a totally new texture and when it blooms or it produces the plumes, they are just like white and poofy and fluffy and adorable. So it brings in the fullness to your pot and it brings in the height to your pot. You can even find these in, sometimes people have them in three gallon pots. So if you we're doing commercial landscape or you had a wedding coming to your house or anything like that, you could plant a bunch of them along a walkway and it would make a very, very pretty impact. So, so many different options with ornamental grasses throughout the year and in fall. So, again, I always consider this a thriller because it does get tall, but if you find a huge kale or something that you like and you weren't using this grass during the summertime and it's not going to grow much if you're just planting in fall, you could use it as a really good filler too. It will grow a little bit in fall, just not a ton. So that is my last plant recommendation. Let me know what you guys think. I would love to see your fall containers. So send them my way. I would love to share them on Instagram or Facebook and I will share some of my own once I get to it. I just think it's a little early for me to do it. So, there you have it. Thank you for listening to episode number 15 of Houseplant Homebody, all about the varieties of fall annuals. And this is just a reminder that you can find more on houseplant-homebody.com or follow me on Instagram, Facebook, or Pinterest at Houseplant Homebody, LLC. And don't forget to join me on Patreon for exclusive podcasts, early access to podcasts, and exclusive content. Your support means everything, and I can't wait to continue bringing you guys more and more plant bios and info. Don't forget to check back every other Tuesday for more podcasts. From one houseplant homebody to another, see you next time. Hello, hello. Thought I'd stop on again and talk to you guys about a few things. One, the same day this episode comes out, September 1st, 2020. My blog is coming out. I have a few posts on there right now, but I will continue giving you guys nice content and also include plant bios on each podcast episode. Over time, I will finish what I've already started and then I will just keep going from there. Also, my newsletter has come out officially today. It is being sent out the first of every month. So if you want to sign up for that, just go to my website, houseplant-homebody.com and sign up for that. And there was one other piece of fall decor that I wanted to point out that I kind of forgot because it's not a plant necessarily. It's just more decor than anything. But don't forget, you can add pumpkins, gourds, or squash, or corn, or straw bales to your fall decor on your patios, or even inside too. A lot of people like to do a flower or sunflowers on their dining room table with some squash or some gourds around it. So you can also do that in planters though. So typically a gourd or um, a really brightly colored speckled really fun looking squash might be maybe 50 cents a dollar versus a plant could be upwards of like eight ten dollars so you could save a lot of money by instead of buying all plants in a mixed container trying to incorporate pumpkins or gourds or squash too so i just wanted to throw that out there that that is also something that's really fun to decorate with so don't forget about that thanks for hanging on to the very end and i will talk to you guys soon